What's the latest, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the In the Paint Show presented by Ball is Life. Devin and Ronnie coming to you live from Irvine, California. The Ball is Life studio. It's uh, it's a little hot in here, Ronnie. A little sauna today. A little sauna today because... Uh, the whole building shut yeah, down. Everybody's the whole building shut down. We're here on an off day, yeah. um, Labor Day weekend, and no one's here. So the air was not on, and it's yeah. a good, you know... 85 degrees out, but um, nice, beautiful day. Obviously. Yeah, it's a nice day, uh, except for the fact that you're in a we're in a you know uh, 12 square foot by 12 square foot space yeah, that hasn't awesome. seen the light of day in years, 20 years. Yeah, but uh, exactly. Um, we're gonna talk later about uh, the couple of events. Cent- we yeah, went to. a couple of basketball events. Pango Central California Showcase. You went to that on Friday in Bakersfield. And then the uh, cream of the county presented by Full Time Hoops, uh, Aaron Bergen, which had ten games um, featuring you know some of the best talent in San Diego County and a little bit beyond at times. Um, but first, Ronnie, let's go to high school football because I started covering high school football again for sure. the LA Times uh, last Friday. Uh, I was at Chibuco Hills High School where. Mission Viejo defeated Santa Margarita 21 to 10. Um, I, I was kind of telling you about this yesterday and a couple of other people. I, I posed a uh, like a hypothetical, a hypothetical situation. So I already told you the winner, but um, one of the teams, one of those teams had 15 yards of total offense, Ronnie, the, the entire game. 12 from passing scrimmage. yards from yep. scrimmage, 12 passing yards, and three rushing yards the, the entire game. Okay, they did not score an offensive touchdown, um, and their first downs were only gained via penalty, and that team only lost by eleven points. Ronnie, yeah, it's very That's interesting. Insane. That is insane to yeah, me. Yeah, it is insane because they're pretty good teams. They're good. Yeah, they get good talent. They're gonna beat a lot of other teams. Yeah. Um, high school football zany like that. Do we see is that many zany things in high school basketball? Probably not. You know, everybody always complains about girls basketball. 91 to 14, 88 to 4. That happens a lot in girls' basketball around the country. Mm-hmm. People just don't pay attention. It does. The, the talent gap is still very good from the good girls to the bad girls. So it seems like that talent gap is kind of happening in football. And, and relating to that, teams have won like that. They've won with one first down uh, without an offensive touchdown. That, that actually happens in high school football. More than we might think. Yeah, I mean, I get you know, uh, I get winning without an offensive mm-hmm, touchdown okay. because like you, yeah. can, you like teams, the talent gap sometimes in yeah. games like that. I've covered a, a lot of different high school football from like Santa sure. Ana Valley against Century High School to modern day Bosco. Like I've covered yeah. it all, right? Yeah. Um, you have too. Sure. So, you know, in, in games like in the lower level games with with lesser talent, things happen. There's lots of fumbles. There's yeah bad passes, interceptions, bad and passes, you know, yeah. games just get out of hand. And that makes sense. But these are two quality, quality high school teams. football programs. Yes. And Mission Viejo is a top-ranked public school in Southern California. Yeah. I, I, it's either yeah, them, them and La Habra. Them and La Habra. And Corona Centennial, and Corona Centennial. Yeah. Already to modern day, but they're still right up there. Right. Mission Viejo, Corona Centennial, La Habra, those are like kind of the three best public schools right now in Southern California. And I, I talked to Chad Johnson, Mission Viejo's coach, after the game. They were they were, were up 21 nothing in the first half, Ronnie. Yeah. Uh, and uh, 215 rushing yards as a team. Um, two rushing touchdowns, and after that, they finished with 258. I'm not a mathematician, but that's what? Yeah, 30 30 something yards? 30 yards, In the second half? Yeah. And Chad Johnson, dude, he was laying into his team. It was, I was, you know, standing next to their their post-game huddle, and he was just letting them have it, rightfully so. 
Yeah. Because I mean, their they're trying to win. Line played like yeah. trash in the second half, and they're, they're trying to win. They're trying to win a lot of games. Yeah. Go to the semifinals, maybe get their crack at modern day Bosco, and maybe right, pull off they're the be, upset. Uh, is yeah. there an open division football this year? Um, did they start one? Is it a uh, or is it just still Division One? Either way, Mission Viejo is going to be in that division, division. With, the top division. Yeah, yeah. with modern day Bosco, Corona Centennial, yeah. folks like that. Um, and their defense is great. Uh, Mission Viejo's defense is fantastic. Yeah. Um, I'm going to cover them again this week on Friday against La Habra. It's kind of the Orange County. Oh, wow, County, that's a big game. Yeah, it's kind of the Orange County Public School Championship game. Showdown already. Yeah, that I happens mean, a lot in high school football. It does. Early early Sh- games early are showdowns. Very, sometimes they're important. Um, but outside of Mission Viejo, Corona Centennial, uh, La Habra, the public schools that are good, Ronnie, I think. Yeah, I mean, what is this coming down to? The based public on, schools? Yeah, based on last night, kind of just based on last night, what happened with Long Beach Poly against, I think it was Punahou from Hawaii. Yeah. 45 to nothing. Yeah. Long Beach Poly lost. And you you were around. I was kind of around, too, towards, towards the, the end, end. The tail yeah. end of Ra- Raul Lara's uh, run run of, of having really good teams, really good talent, and winning Southern Section titles uh, yeah. and competing for Southern Section titles year in and year out, beating Correct. teams like Modern Day and, and private schools. But that's that's the thing of the past now, Ronnie. Yeah. Modern Day and Bosco, I mean. They're light years ahead of everybody. We're, we're at the point where I think. I think Modern Day and Bosco should play each other ten times every year, okay? <laughs> and whoever wins and that series, and let the backups play. Yeah. Whoever wins that series, yeah, wins the the top open, division, the, the open division, or the 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 CIF op, Southern Section Open Division Championship is just a ten game series between Modern Day and Bosco. There's no point to play anything else. Wow, I mean, that's you're making a point that they're just so far ahead of the next team. Remember, remember Corona Centennial might be the best public team in Southern California, a huge market. One of the best places of high school football, and they're what forty points behind thirty Bosco? points behind Modern Day. Bosco. Yeah, and Modern Day beat them on, in the first game of the season, forty-two to twelve, very Correct. handily. And Mar- Mark Tennis from Cal High Sports was there. He said the game wasn't very close. Right. Uh, he made a good point that speaking of Corona Centennial, Matt Logan has a great program. Uh, he was a former assistant at Modern Day when he was young. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been a head coach now twenty years. You know, he's he might win three hundred games. He's already in the two hundred. And on his way, mm-hmm. you know. So if he stays there, he's going to win three hundred games, they're, they're. like the John Barnes or a Bob Johnson. There are very few guys, and they're a spectacular are, public school yeah, program. program. Well, so that's really great. They've just, won. It's just showing how good, how much better modern day and Bosco before. are than the next. Yeah, it's like an arms team. race for the last few years. So we're trying to relate this to what we're we're, we're covering and talk about. Mark Tennis made a point that uh, Corona, Corona Centennial was the last public school to win. Uh, state team of the year, number one team. They won uh, their bowl game in 2008, and uh, they beat De La Salle. And they had, uh, I believe that was the year they had Vontae's Perfect. He was a senior. And they had a great team the year before with Ryan Bass and Matt Scott and those guys. And uh, Long Beach Poly was in the running for the national championship that year. They were like two in the country going into the open bowl game, and they lost to Grant of Sacramento. Mm-hmm. It was kind of a little bit of an upset, but Grant had a great team, mm-hmm. no doubt about it. So that was... Three great public school teams plus De La Salle. And in 10 years, basically, that is like all changed. Disappeared. Yeah, it's all changed. You know, and, and um, Corona Centennial had a great team, too. I think like 214. They, they, uh, they, they were in a really good game with De La Salle in, this, in the open division. And that might be their best team. Uh-huh. Their best team might not have won. J.J. Taylor was on that yeah, team, I their think. Their best team might not have won the championship, but the 2008 team was their team that uh, was the state team of the year. So... Again, in the 80s and 90s, we did have some public school teams, you know, various teams all from all over the state that were the best team 
in the state. Mm-hmm. Merced in 1990 was great with their um, fly offense. You had Vista in the mid 80s. They won a, a state team of the Vista year. Vista San Diego. Vista San Diego. They're very, really good. They run. They ran an option. Okay. Right way when running was like option and running running attacks were very prominent. Yeah. Now you know, Eisenhower Rialto was like the. They beat Modern Day in a final like 56 to 10 in 93. They were just really good. Mm -hmm. They had a lot of college-bound talent, similar to what you might see at Long Beach Poly, like you said, in the Raul era. And now what you see with, you know, Bosco and Modern Day is almost another. But when you have like 15 D1 players, basically. Mm -hmm. You know, so very interesting how all that went because I remember people, I remember at the time fans were never satisfied with Poly. Uh, 10 years ago, 15, you know, 2001, 2003, all that, early 2000s. They just, they had so much talent. Obviously, people you can follow a little bit, that Brian Banks uh, movies that are out yeah. about the guy who uh, got wrongfully, uh, you know, the system kind of did him wrong. Um, he had a plea and, and did some time in jail for something he didn't do. Well, he was a backup on that team, the 2001 team, and he was probably going to get a big-time D1 scholarship. And he wasn't even a starter. So, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously it's made up for the movies. I mean, you know, oh, he's a star. He was going to SC. But it, the point is they had so much talent. But they were never happy. But now that you look at it, Raul Lara won um, five, Pac-12. Pac no, what was it? Pac-5? Pac-5 slash D1 titles mm-hmm. in 12 years. And... I mean, they would take that now. Any public school would take anything close to that. Yeah, and imagine people were complaining about yeah. like he wasn't it was doing never enough satisfied. with the talent that, they, yeah. that he had. They were never satisfied. But you look at now, it's yeah. just like, yeah, all that now that all that talent, Ronnie, is yeah. going to Bosco, and, going and to modern day. day. Correct. So in the last six, seven years, the talent that Polly used to have and the talent that maybe Carson Banning, some other public schools used to have, is all going to Bosco our modern day. Right. Anywhere, whether they live, regardless of where they live. If you're live. in Long Beach, if you're in Carson, Pasadena, if you're in Pasadena, like, yeah. you're in the Inland Empire. I mean, you can, yeah. their quarterback, uh, Bosco's quarterback, who's going to Clemson, is from the Inland Empire. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, DJ Uigalele. Yeah, I'm not sure how you pronounce that. But yeah, he's great quarterback. Yeah, great player. And Bryce Young is from Pasadena. Yeah. Yeah, Bryce Young's from Pasadena. He was at LA Cathedral. Yeah. And he's going to modern day. So, I mean, and it happens in every sport. All over Southern California. Every yeah. sport, like baseball, kids are you know going to different different schools for for that. Girls basketball, uh, volleyball. I mean, it's it's not it's exclusive serious, to basketball. Is it football. what we were talking about a few episodes with Baxter Holmes? The race for a scholarship is that basically what this is? For, and, and, I think it's a yeah. It's it's putting your it's it's hopefully putting yourself in the best position to get a scholarship going to these yeah. schools because you're on the biggest stage. Yeah. You have, you know, the most hype behind you, you have the most coverage behind you. Sure. Um, and if you're, you end up being good at Bosco, there's a good chance that you're going to division one. If you end up being a good football player, basketball player, whatever at modern day, yeah. any sport, there's a good chance you're going to get a division one scholarship. And yeah. then if you're, if you end up, you know, not being as good as you anticipated, Coming in as a freshman, you just transfer back to your a public school, another private school, or go to another school. Yeah, go to another school, and then you're totally fine. And that happens before all the time. Yeah, I mean, because uh, especially now with Bosco and Modern Day, their backups are pretty good and could play. Some of them can play college. Yeah, I think like a lot of Bosco's second string guys who are seniors now probably could play Division mm-hmm. One. I mean, or, or even go they're going to continue playing. Go to yeah. JUCO and go yeah. to you know Division to whatever FBS, yeah. an FBS school or something like that. But uh, yeah, it's it's. So in the final analysis to the, what we're talking about, how it's related to basketball, two questions, Devin, for you. Is this is modern-day Bosco, quote-unquote, arms race good for high school football in Southern California? And then second, how does that relate to, um, you know, 
are we going to have something similar in basketball? With so, Sierra Canyon, yeah. yeah. So, or Marday. Or whoever. Guys, is yeah. that going to happen in basketball? So what, give first, me your First question, is yeah. it good for high school football? Yeah. No. Okay. It takes all the intrigue out of any other games. Okay. Right? I mean, yeah. you, we have 14 divisions in, in California high school football right in now. In Southern California, yeah. In the side, side I, side. I mean, who does, I mean, local fans and parents of, of teams and divisions, you know, two through, two, two through 14 care about the divisions two through 14 championships. No, you don't remember that. I mean, we don't. Parents... Parents of yeah. players on those teams and like faculty and students and fans of those programs, they care and that's that's yeah. great. Yeah. But I mean, there is no intrigue. You put Bosco and and Long Beach Poly on the football field together, what there's what no, happens? There's no intrigue right now. Yeah. It's there's a, no it's general a, interest. It's a blowout. Yeah. There's right? no general interest. O- overall, like you're yeah. a gen- you you're potentially a general high school football fan. Yeah. And you see, modern day beat the third best team in. The section. The section, potentially the state. I'm not sure what's going on in NorCal right now. De La Salle is obviously always in the conversation, but potentially the third best team in the state. You you see them beat them 42-12 without any issues. Yeah, where's the intrigue for the rest of the season? There is no intrigue. It's just like Modern Day and Bosco in the Trinity League, that's the game. And then they're going to play again in the the Southern Section (laughs) final, and that's that's it. Yeah, It's a two-game series. For the big fan, the fans that like college football, that maybe like the NFL – who don't That's, have any ties to high school football. Yeah, they don't have no tie. Yeah, they're not going to follow every division. They want to watch the big teams, and I agree with that. So I agree with you because, again, as I go through, as time passes by, I'm seeing how many years have I seen, you know, games, big games. And I remember the Southern Section Final. The, I could pretty much name, I think, the Southern Section Final for the last 30, 40 years off the top of my head, meaning the top division. I can't do that You're sick. for the other division. You're sick. You know what I mean? 2002... This why they call the encyclo- it's yeah. why you call them the encyclopedia. You know, uh, in 2001, Polly beat Edison. You know, I, I can name Huntington the Beach years. Edison or? Yeah, Huntington wow. Beach Edison. They were very good. Yeah, so they were good. I'm just saying, I could go back, you know. Uh, Those are two public schools. Yeah. Imagine that. Yeah. You Not know. now. That's, just, that doesn't and, happen And there's now. very, uh, once in a while, there was a huge game on, like you said, in the Division Two, Division Three, whatever their there, vision. There's good division football in, that, in those divisions. Correct. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But for the for the average high school football Someone who wants to follow high school football in Southern California. Yeah. There's only two teams you need to worry about yeah. if you want to follow the high-level yeah. high school football. There's only Right now, there's only two teams you need to worry about. It's modern-day and Bosco. Yeah. And uh, it's, you know, it's not It takes good away for, from the other 500 and some, from, all, yeah. some odd schools. It does. Yeah. It does. If you're an average fan, I cover all different various divisions. So, um, you know, I see it all. Yeah. But uh, I think the, the one way to remedy it, Ronnie, is either my 10-game series idea, which is a horrible idea, yeah. or... Just have Marty and Bosco go play a national schedule every year. Correct. Have them play IMG. Re- have them play. Yeah, remove them from the, remove them from, from the league. From the league. Well, you and, might even put them in the and, league. Let yeah. them play the first five games nationally. Yeah. Just, so we don't have them beating Villa Park. They're up 49 to nothing on Villa Park. There's no uh, point. Last, yeah. On, on last Saturday night. night. Yeah, Villa Park. What, what's the modern point? Day. Yeah. And, and I remember, um, obviously, when Carson and Banning had their great teams in the 70s and 80s, they kind of wanted, they, they were kind of like talk in the talk. Obviously, Chris Ferragamo, great coach in the state, and Gene Volnagel, who's who's passed away now. They kind of wanted to do that. They wanted to play a, like an independent schedule. Yeah, like a Notre Dame then, type thing. Yeah, and then just play the like at the time the Southern Section D one or Pac five teams. Yeah, the I mean, Big Five. They called it the Big Five. Then that's what they wanted to play. Bosco's they, first two games have been against yeah. out of state opponents, and yeah. that's smart. Yeah. What what, what are they getting? What the are whole, they going to get out of playing? Yeah. 
uh, Bellflower. Yeah, yeah. Or or John Glenn or yeah, anyone not, in their area. There's no yeah. point. How, they played Damatha. Yeah. Uh, they played another. I think it was St. John's, yeah. or that was Modern Day. Played St. John's. Yeah, but um, they played national teams. They played national teams, and that's that's the way to go. Their first yeah. five games, maybe even I think you might be right. Maybe even take them out of the Trinity League. Yeah, and then you add well, maybe a couple more public schools. Well, it's funny, or you know, we good public schools. We talk Trinity about League, rankings and stuff. Um, now that that movie about De La Salle kind of didn't tell the the full story. They they make it for Hollywood, but De La Salle removed itself from its league. They played the quasi-independent schedule. That's how they were able to set up the game against Long Beach Poly in 2001. Obviously, that's probably the biggest regular season game we've had in this generation. It's kind of led to what we have now. Yeah. I mean, you know, New York Times was there. It was all over TV. It was a big game. It was like a one-versus-two kind of game. Everybody thought, okay, modern day is going to beat De La Salle whenever they play him in 1998. That was the, the thought down here. Oh, De La Salle plays nobody. They can, mm-hmm. We're like, guys, we're telling you this team is very good. So what happens? De La Salle beats them four straight years. Right. And then, okay, but they can't play with Long Beach Poly. This is the best Long Beach Poly <laughs> team ever. They have the most D1 players. They have five parade All-Americans, blah, blah, blah. They have guys that are going to go in the NFL. Okay, De La Salle wins. But it, it leads up to them, ESPN and other people, televising more games. Yeah. And to what we have now, like you said, uh, Bosco playing Damatha. Like these games are not. They're like every week game. Every week now they should be. Yeah, and that because people have a big interest in where the top players are going to college and that type of thing. Yeah, yeah. I think so. That point was yeah. they did. They did play a, a independent schedule. That's how De La Salle was able to get various matchups with various people to bring this all to the forefront because everybody wanted to see that streak. Oh, is that streak legit? Well, yeah, it was legit. It was. So they 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 put it they. In the latter half of the streak of the 151 games, they beat national yeah, teams. Yeah, and I think... And it was great. I mean, it, it, it elevated the whole thing. Now we're at a point here in Southern California where two teams are just way ahead. And and go, that leads into our second segment. What does that mean for basketball, Devin? For, Obviously, uh, Sierra Canyon is two-time open champs. Modern days are on their tails, so to speak. Uh, the other teams are kind of bringing in... You know, they're going to have to play really step up and... They're from the rear looking up to try to catch those two teams. Let's I mean that's just what it is. Yeah, so, I think I think you can you throw say? I think you if you're gonna yeah. add a public school to that mix, I think you're gonna throw Etiwanda in there. Yeah. Sure, uh, and they always compete. Based on the way that they compete, the way they play defense, the way yeah. Coach Kleckner, you know, doesn't pull any punches with his guys. He's as yeah. straight up as it gets. Uh, and they added Jalen Clark, a transfer from Corona Centennial to Cameron Pierce, Tyree Campbell, yeah, uh Jabai Meshack, a bunch of returning guys who have a lot of experience. Yeah. Um and Etiwanda's tough. They don't back down from anybody. But um, I think basketball, there's a little, little bit more parity. Slightly. Slightly more parity right now. Um, and you need less good players to take a shot at the big boys. In football, right, you need, you you need five need, guys. Yeah, in, in football, basketball, you got five guys go against yeah. five guys. In football, there's 11 guys on both yeah. sides of the field. Well, Villa if you Park have a, needs legitimately 20 D1 players to take down Bosco right now. And that's hard to get. Yeah. Because Whereas 20, in basketball. Because 40 yeah. or 50 of those D1 players are at Bosco. Bosco. That's and what I'm the saying. other 50 are at Modern Day. Yeah, yeah that's right? what I'm saying. And, and then 10 are at Corona Centennial. And there's, you know, yeah. seven at Mission Viejo. And if our guy Kevin Reynolds got BJ Boston and Shy Odom, he'd be a damn, they'd be a damn good team. <laughs> they'd be a great team. They'd win. They'd, they'd be the best team in Orange County. In North Orange County. Yeah. In North Orange County. They'd be the best public school team in Orange County. Yeah, just with two guys. That's my point. So it's a little different, like you're saying, because. You need less players. It could things can change a little faster. And basketball, I think momentum wise, it switches yeah. faster. Yeah. Like if you jump out and get a quick lead on somebody, like you yeah. can, you might be able to coast. Yeah. Um, because the 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 time to um, 
you know, make up a, a large deficit is different. Yeah. It's, you have less time to do that. Um, but, he, I mean, Sierra Canyon, they're bringing in guys from out of state. We have B.J. Boston coming from Georgia. We have Shy Odom coming from the East Coast. Look, yeah, We have Boston Zaire area. Wade coming from um, Florida. Florida. So they're doing a lot of similar things to what, you know, I mean, Bosco has players from Vegas. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, Modern Day, I'm it's not sure. State, it's a that, national draw. Yeah, it's a national draw. So, uh, yeah, you know, it is a little different. I don't see that it's going the same. They're going to get unprecedented coverage, I think, in the next four years, obviously. Well, with Bronny and... Yeah, you know, Bron James is coming in, Bronny James. With, we don't know who else they're going to... Yeah, yeah and I who mean, knows what's going to happen in, in the following three years. Yeah. But there's going to be a lot of coverage around it. It's going to be interesting, but it's not... It ain't... I don't... I agree with you. It's not like modern day Bosco where there's a 99% chance this year that one of those two teams is going to win the section title and probably the state title. It's... Something could happen. Something Edwin could, happen. Uh, could beat him on the road you never in a know. regional game. And I think, and I think with you the know. makeup of Sierra Canyon's roster right now, yeah, um, there. I mean, the talent levels out of control. Zaire Williams. I mean, it's yeah. just out of control. We've named a couple other guys. B.J. Boston. Yeah, all five star prospects are going to go to you know whatever school mm-hmm. they want to. Sure. Um, but they got B.J. Boston going to Kentucky. But mm-hmm. here's the thing: with high school football, so we have you got ten games and then three more or four more if you yeah. make it to the, the state championship game. Yeah. After that, you have how many months to kind of get it together, get your chemistry right? Yeah. Basketball, man. I mean, BJ Boston literally just trans like he yeah. just transferred in. Like you have a couple months to get to get it right. Yeah. Um, you got one basketball, and we'll see how to share. We'll see if everybody's gonna be in the lineup regarding transfer transfer rules, rules and all that. Know. So Sierra Canyon could get popped early, but late, I don't see them. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't see. They put it together much, last year. Yeah, yeah, they put. Yeah, I don't see them having much issue late in the season, especially when in, in league play. Uh, Winward's in in their league in the Gold Coast League. So, yeah, they're very good, but I just, I mean, I, I don't see it if if yeah. they're able to all get on the same page and play well together. I, I don't see anyone being yeah. Sierra Canyon late. It's gonna be a national thing that people are gonna look at, especially if they start well. Like you said, they might drop a couple games with with chemistry issues or everybody not being in the lineup. But people are gonna start looking at them. Okay, how do they rate against you know? Dominguez, IMG, yeah. and, and, and <laughs> or even all time, it's gonna be another all time debate. Could what, be. What was that all time debate last year that had yeah. everyone going to ape? Oh no, it was the Chino Hills, Chino Hills thirty five and 0 team with Lonzo Vers- Ball versus you know teams from the past. First teams that that was a Twitter battle that was that was great. I mean, it was, was good. Fun, yeah. It was drew good interest. Obviously, they went thirty five and zero. If this team's undefeated going into the playoffs, they're gonna the stock's gonna start again. Again, we have not there, and then so the fans know. Uh, how this works this year? The the CIF made rule where the uh, their member teams, which is the thirteen hundred teams that play high school ball or whatever that number is now, they cannot play associate members or people that don't play for state title. So, so all you fans out there looking to see uh, Sierra Canyon versus okay. IMG or OK, it's not going to happen. Yeah, can't, we kind of we kind of made that point last year. At the end of last year, Devin, that this is the last time you're going to see Oak Hill in California. This is the last time you're going to see Oak Hill in California. Remember we were talking about the Nike yeah, I think, Extravaganza? Yeah, I think maybe the Nike Extravaganza might yeah. do a, a, a prep school or like travel school But showcase. they're going to play each other. They're going to play each other. Yeah. They might be in California, but you're not going to see them play against the California, California team, team anywhere. More. Out yeah. of state, California teams cannot play against, like you said, an associate, a team. Associate member. Who cannot compete for a state association okay. championship. Yep. So that anywhere. takes away some of those matchups we're talking about. So well, that see, hurts Sierra Canyon yeah, like Sierra in can... trying to get to number one. Obviously, yeah. you know, people want to say, oh, they're the best team in the country. Let's say they go 35-0. and 0. Where are they going to finish? It remains to be seen because, again, what propelled Chino Hills to that 35-0? and 0? Beating Montverde. 
in the second yeah. round of, of the City of Palms. It right. kind of elevated, you know, yes. okay, now they can do this. Sierra Canyon goes to the City of Palms. What's the tournament in Hawaii? Yeah. Iolani. Iolani Classic. They can't play Oak yeah. Hill. And remember how it they happened last year. They can't play Montverde. Remember how it happened last year for them. They played Montverde. Wasn't the t- it wasn't in the final. Right. It was it because was... they couldn't play another team. It got screwed up. So it's going to be a little more difficult for Sierra Canyon maybe to get to number one or be number one because of whom the opportunity lies. Who they're allowed to, beat, to play. Who yeah. they're allowed to beat. Yeah. So yeah. But I be think very interesting. Back to, you, back to the, the yeah. overall question on this. Uh, I, I don't see, I don't see basketball getting as top heavy as football is. No. I don't see it because modern day, and that's a good thing in my opinion. There's so many really good high school basketball football coaches, players. right? Coaches and players. and players, and it only takes a couple. It only takes you know three guys yeah. to be three to guys and two really good role players yeah. to beat a team with five superstars. Yep, and it happens. And we've execution, seen it. Yeah. defense, uh, you know, having you know really good chemistry and having five guys together for you know two to three years, uh, like Edawanda does or Modern Day does, um, they have a chance to, to beat you know a team who can draw players from all various uh, walks of America and number of stars and all that. Um, but it's, it's going to be interesting in the high school basketball season. The high school football season, not very interesting. Because <laughs> it's just, you know who's going to win. Yeah, they're just way ahead of them. You, you know so, who's going to be involved. Yeah, so speaking of interesting, we're going to shift gears a little bit here. That, yeah. You know, we that was good. Uh you know, there's not a lot, like Devin said, not a lot of, um, not a lot of drama and suspense right now, in in uh, Southern California football, um, and there's not a lot of drama either in college football locally. Like you know, USC and UCLA are probably not going to be in, in win big time bowl games and be or be in the playoffs. So it, we kind of know that their first games have made that very clear. Right? Yeah, it, it, we kind of know that already. So. Follow good players, you know, that you like from from Southern California and other areas. Maybe go to other colleges, other teams. Uh, you know, follow us here to learn about the players coming up. So now we're going to transition into two areas where maybe people don't expect to see as much top-tier talent as the Southern California basement. Or the the basin basement. Yeah, the we're, basement. In the, we're in the basement right I go now. To, I, I go to a lot of Southern California basement games. <laughs> <laughs> so we're, we're in the basin right now. So oh, we And we're in the basin. It is basement hot as shit in It's getting basement. hotter in I'm here, too. I'm struggling right now. It's getting hotter in here. So <laughs> we're going to try to knock this out. So we're going to transition into... This is only be a 30-minute podcast. It's the shortest yeah. podcast we've had. Yeah, it's funny. So let's talk about the uh, Central start, California yeah, Pangos Showcase. Um, you know, we first had a showcase... Uh, shout out to our guys Joey Velasquez and Liddell. They did a showcase and had it going for a few years in Fresno. Got to see Kenny Wooten there for the first time. I remember telling everybody about much people about him as I could. And obviously he's a, he's an NBA type athlete. I don't know if he's an NBA player, but mm-hmm. he's a very good player. So you want to see more players from various areas, like you said to them, that don't get the coverage. So uh, our guy Paul Hernandez, six six one hoops. He did a great job, and we could say about six six one is yeah, he's. On it. Yeah, the thing we could say about that event and the cream of the county is the enthusiasm for it. The fans are there. They're, they're in, engaged. They're really cheering for the players. They really want the players to do well. Sometimes here in, in the in the basin, or we call it the greatest. The basement. Southern, <laughs> Southern California. Or the, every, people get a little lazy affair because they there's so many good players. They see so many good players every year. Uh, this is a different feel. So we get to see a new crop of players a bit. And uh, yeah, tell, it, give us you your know, standouts from yeah. the Central Cali yeah. showcases. Dinos like uh, called it. Dinos is expanding his empire yeah, into Dinos. Central California. I think he's trying to compete with uh, 
with the program who uh, comes up with really weird animal nicknames for their players. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, but uh, yeah, Ronnie, give us the uh, give us the the rundown on who yeah. stood out at the Central Cali Showcase. So let's start in the two twenty three game, which is incoming freshmen. Uh, a couple guys that really stood out were. Uh, Cam Manning Foyamano is going to Monterey Trail and Elk Grove. Is mm-hmm. so we had some Sacramento. He was at my, my camp. Yeah, he had some Sacramento kids come down. Did really well. Um, Joaquin Rios, two twenty three from Stockdale Bakersfield, is a solid game inside. Uh, some nice turnaround shots. Joaquin's about six one six two. He's a big, strong kid, and who knows how big he's going to be later. But he's a good. High, he's going to be a very good high school player. So we put him. He he kind of nobody knew about him. He did really well. Obviously, meaning the scouts from out of the area. So we put him in the 221 game, and he still competed and did well. So <laughs> shout out to Joaquin, because we had him stick around. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. a couple guy, a couple ringers we had stick around for other games just to see how they did. Uh, two interesting names. that They weren't the best players in the game. But um, Henry Madden, the third, he's going to Central Fresno, and he's going to be joined there by Dylan Swillis. Dylan has a, a ways to go to be a high-level player, but his, his – um, his uh, father was Shannon Swillis, who played at Bullard High School. And, uh, you know, his Henry's father is Henry Madden, who played at Kalinga. And Henry went on to Oregon. So it was good to see those guys there. They were supporting the event. They were, they were high-level players, and obviously they want their sons to be high-level players. Was Jim Jones there? Yeah, that's all I care about. Yeah, our, our buddy, that's Henry is Jim's the best player that ever played for Jim okay. at Kalinga High yeah, School. Jim was at Kalinga. Yeah, and he, he, he coached Henry. And and kudos to Jim. He knew at the time. Obviously, there wasn't a Central Cali showcase. He would bring Henry down to everything he could. The, the you know the say no to drugs classic, any spring leagues. He played with um, ARC for a little bit, and and our guy Bobby Braswell loved Henry and uh, gave him a scholarship to Oregon out of a out of a small Central California. And he deserved it. He was a really good player in college. So we'll see how his son tracks. But uh, unfortunately, Jim wasn't there. He was at home in Vegas. But you know, he he. I, on, I told him on, that Jim. I told him that Henry was there, so he got a big kick out of it. Obviously, he he loves his ex players, and he's had a few good ones. Um, let's go to the two twenty two game. Uh, Cameron Brown from Independence of Bakersfield, about six two six three, good first step, good player. He's going to be a, a good player in the future. Um, you know, a kid that uh, Dino Stragonis, the camp director, really liked was uh, Fresno Christian's Tyus Parrish Tillman. A uh, nice prospect, 6'7", inside, crashing the boards. There wasn't a lot of guys that could challenge him in this game, but we put him in the older game, and he, and he did pretty good. Tyus Parrish Tillman, name to remember for the future. These are 222 kids. Uh, Joaquin King from Sunnyside of Fresno had some good speed. Um, there were some good players in this game. Uh, 222, 223s was uh, pretty good. So they're moving on to 221, and uh, there are some really good talent in this game. Uh, AJ George, who's from Hoover of Fresno, we saw him in the in, in the summer, Devin at at the map, I believe. Six mm-hmm. five, uh, he's gonna be a really good prospect. You know, he might track to be like a mid major type prospect, maybe even even mid major plus mm-hmm. and more if he keeps working. Uh, Angel Mieha was a quick guard from Ridgeview, Bakersfield, five foot ten. Uh, the kid Cam Manny Fuamano played in this game, moved him up. He did well. Uh, Elijah Willis from North of Bakersfield is hitting some pull up shots. Really good high school basketball player. A kid that kind of surprised everybody was from Shafter High School, small Shafter Where? High School. Yeah, rare. That's what, what? anybody from Orange County would say. 
you know, deep there in the in the in the Central Valley, Gabriel Iru. Hope I didn't say his name wrong. Um, explosive player, got in the key a lot. Um, you know me, Devin. I like guys that small guard or guards that can get in the key. He's about six foot six one. Really good player. Um, you know, some, also hitting some jumpers was another Shafter kid, uh, Tony Lopez. And our guy Joaquin Rios played in this game again, moved up from the 223 game and held his own. He's going to Stockdale of Bakersfield. Mm-hmm. Um, moving up to the top game, and uh, we moved some guys up, and we had a full full crop of guys, a few from the from the other 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 classes. Uh, Obadia Curtis from Roosevelt of Fresno it says Roosevelt here, but he might go to another school. Okay, uh, I think I think he mentioned on Twitter that he goes to another school. But man, he's a scoring guard supreme. He can really he's really quick. You know, he uh he can get get his shot off, he can make shots and he did really well. Jojo Hunter who was probably the better or the best overall prospect uh overall long term. He goes to San Joaquin Moore. He's 222. You know, he had his, his, his he, he can really pass. He had his passing game on display. Some people say, "Man, I I heard about Jojo. I I thought he was a scorer, but when I first saw Jojo at the Pangles Fresh Soft going into to ninth grade, his passing is what stood out to me. Yeah, Jojo's a good prospect. You know, he's he's a very good prospect. Obviously, maybe perhaps the best prospect. And our guy, uh, Mike Hill, is always, always pushing him to, to new levels and wants him to get as uh, you know new heights and get as good as he can is A.J. Johnson. So he played in the top game. And A.J., you know, uh, getting in the key, making good passes, hitting a couple shots. And you know our guy Mike Hill, if AJ misses a chippy, oh boy, Mike, Mike, he really goes, he really goes in, and and it's all in, in good, in, in mostly in good nature. Um, Kyrie Dunn was a nice passer from Burbank of Sacramento, mm-hmm. six player. foot one, two twenty player. I think you've seen him before, Devin. He's, a, he's in my camp, yeah. Yeah, um, very good player. Uh, our coach, Coach D, our coach Don from uh, Sacramento brought it down a nice little crop. Mm-hmm. Uh, North Bakersfield. Six foot two twenty, Mike Gentry. Oh yeah, good high him. school pl- yeah. player, very good. And the guy who I liked and surprised me the most in this group was uh, I didn't know much about him. I guess he was very good in the, his league last year. It was Bakersfield's high, David Watley. He's six three. Yep, he I've might be a little too, undersized, but if he keeps working on and try to be, you can develop some shooting guard skills, he's productive. Yeah, but he's oh productive. man, yeah, he, he was rebounding. He makes like things happen. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he was the best rebounder in this camp by far. Yeah, and. um he had a good showing in that top game. He grabbed every – he probably had over 15 rebounds. Um, Noah West, who I know you've seen before from yeah, Centennial Bakersfield. Yeah, bouncy, bouncy yeah. white kid. Yeah. Hit some Real nice act, hit. active, good shooter. Nice pull-up shooting. Yeah, he's a good did, player. Did really well. So that top game was very good. It was very competitive. That's what I liked about it. They were, kids were appreciative to be there. They competed. The game was close. Came down to the wire. The thing, the thing about the top twenty game and, and it was very good. Yeah, so that, those were the California those were the guys that uh, stood out to the me. Think about Central California guys, Ronnie. Is they have a different like level of toughness. Sure. To them, you know, sometimes Southern California guys play against each other so much that they're just out there kind of you know coasting, coasting, going buddy buddy ball, all that stuff. Um, but that's yeah, that's good. That you know, Dinos, when you got Dinos and, and yourself and uh, Paul Hernandez, uh, who's who's based in Bakersfield, went, went out there and you know. Uh, Gave those kids an opportunity to be seen and uh, be written about and yeah. be, get it on the radar. Them. It's an under-recruited area. Sure. Um, because people just don't go out there. Yeah. You know and what I mean? 
and they have to come down to a big high school tournaments yeah. or go north, you right. know. And I've we I've talked about that for years. We've always wanted to get that area more publicity, more yeah. shine. Anything basically between the Grapevine and um like a Modesto yeah. or down Merced. And that's Sacramento. Yeah. Lower uh, than Sacramento. Metro on, area. Yeah. The it's greater kinda, out outlinks yeah. of of Sacramento. Tracy, you know, yeah. has had some good players. Isaiah Hawthorne. Um that played for uh, you know Team Arsenal and there's and then on the other side of the five freeway and the ninety nine you go into like um, Seaside and those coastal communities north of Santa Barbara like Monterey Monterey yeah. they don't Car- get Carmel as, yeah. Carmel they don't get as much publicity and there once in a while there's a really good player yeah there's Salinas Palma Salinas um, obviously Rigetti Rigetti our guy from that went to Stanford Cameron, from Cameron Magic. Walker yeah. yeah Cameron Walker so there's once in a while there's really great players and we just want to see more of them. So guys, if you're out there and you're listening to this from that that central area, whether it's the the valley or or the central coast, you know, make it down to as many events as you can. We're glad to see you. We'd love to see you. So that was good. So then we we made the trek back, got up as early as we can, ran into a little travel. Obviously, we weren't there as quickly as you and and, and our guy Frank. Yeah. And we're kind of nothing against there. We're kind of happy we didn't beat you guys there because <laughs> we were had a long night and then we had to double back. Yeah, I totally understand to get why you guys would. You know, you want to you know get a little bit of shut eye in a little bit, but yeah, yeah we went down to San Diego for another the next day. Yeah, yeah, another area that uh, it gets coverage, but it's oh, still yeah. a little bit a little undercovered um, from a, a national perspective. Even yeah. even a regional perspective is kind yeah. of undercovered. But Aaron does a great job putting together the cream of the county, which um, fifth year now, fifth year, yeah, and it has um, class by class showcase style games. Uh, this year he he started with the 2024 game, and then from then on there were two games for, for each, each class, class I believe yeah select and, and cream and then games due for to class. popular demand yeah. you know our guys he added, yeah he added a cream of the uh, cream, cream de la creme cream of the creme Aaron's got like Aaron's got this like that this like USC French education. thing going on yeah, yeah. exactly Aaron likes to sh- showcase his I education. didn't know Aaron was French but uh, yeah. clearly he is but yeah he added a game that uh, had. All the best players, regardless of class, class which uh, we wanted to see in the in the final game of the night. Um, but yeah, Ronnie, I got to Carlsbad. It was at Army Navy Academy, which has in Carlsbad, which has a, a great facility. Um, yes, definitely does. It's a really nice facility, and uh, you know they they do a nice gesture for Aaron helping him out with that facility. But uh, I was there at eight fifteen in the morning. The uh, AC got, was blasting. AC was good. Yeah, yeah, it was nice. Um, Got in there, you know, eight thirty. They opened the doors, and the the twenty twenty four cream game started at about nine fifteen. Got it. Um, a couple standouts for me in that one, Ronnie. Uh, you you didn't see that one, but um, start with Jake Bishop. Um, these are middle school guys, so yeah. I'm not even gonna talk about middle school guys. Uh, good good shooter, good catch and shoot guy. Uh, intriguing, uh, long term prospect. About five seven. Yeah. And a guard. About, yeah. No, five seven. Yeah, about five seven. Um. DeAndre Walker, about 5'10", guard, little swing man, good athlete. Um, the MVPs of that game were Lolo Rudolph and Armand Damani. Lolo Rudolph was probably the best all-around player in that specific game. Uh, his, his name is Lawrence Rudolph, goes to Marshall Middle School. Um, Big-time athlete, real strong body, uh, good finisher on the basket. Uh, transition guy, his, his jump shot still coming along. Um but all around, he was kind of the best, you know, the most dominant player in that game. And then gotcha. Armand Damani, uh, really good feel with the ball in his hands, good point guard, good finisher around the basket, real crafty, and he had a couple open jump shots. So that was the the 2024 cream game. Those are the guys who 
stood out to me. And, and Gavin Gwynn was another guy who was very good. Uh, brother of Max, Max Gwynn. Yeah, Max's brother? Yep. Gotcha. Good player, good size. Uh, intriguing prospect for the future. Um, 2020, 2023 select game uh, MVPs were Miles Harris of San Diego High School. Uh, Darnell Green of Morse. Uh, Darnell Green kind of reminds me of Brandon Porter from Eastvale Roosevelt. It's on the smaller side, but you know has good length and real strong downhill driver, uh, absorb contact and finish. Real nice player. Uh, Miles Harris, good shooter. Um, but I think the most potential in that game as a long-term prospect is uh, Jacob Barnaby. He's going to Torrey Pine, 6'3 forward. I think he's a little bigger than 6'3. I think a lot of times people over exaggerate on height. I think Aaron might have under-exaggerated on this, or whoever signed him up under-exaggerated. Sure, they might have just put his He looks about 6'4", pushing 6'5". Um, some some nice you know perimeter skill, good passer. Uh, nice instincts and feel as a defender and rim protector. Gets wow. off the ground quick, blocks shots, runs the floor. Um, hopefully he continues to develop his all-around offensive game. Um, but his his shooting mechanics were pretty nice for, for a young big man. That's good. That's yeah, good. A little, I'd like to see a little bit of four-stretching ability. And um, yeah, that's a good young player to follow. Remember, yeah. two twenty-three is the incoming freshman, incoming so they freshman. haven't played a high school game yet, guys. But we'll be following them. Two twenty-three cream game. The MVPs were JJ Bartoloni of Torrey Pines, and um, drawing a blank on oh Angelo Gill, who's going to Mission Bay. Uh, JJ Bartoloni is a nice prospect, uh, all-around player, inside-out scorer. Um, your typical kind of Torrey Pines guy that you'd expect, right? I mean, yeah. just a guy who understands how to play the game, high IQ, hits the open three, you know, can can attack a bad closeout and finish around the basket, makes really smart plays. Angelo Gill is a big time point guard, um, good size. He's about, I'd say he's about pushing six foot. Um, he's good length. Length from Marshawn. Yeah, if you go under a screen on him, uh, he'll 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 hurt you with a pull up jumper. But his thing is getting into the paint. He he's a guy you would like, Ronnie. Get yeah. in the paint downhill. Uh, create for others and finish well around the basket. Uh, a couple other guys I liked in that game: uh, Darius Carter Hollinger, the youngest Carter Hollinger coming through Foothills Christian. Um, he's kind of a mix of his older brother and his his middle brother. Yeah, his oldest brother, Der- uh, Derek Carter Derek. Hollinger, going to Montana, and Darian is going is at Foothills Christian. So he's about six three, good length, uh, you know, good defensive instincts on the ball, just like his two older brothers. Um, but I think he might be a little bit further along offensively than the older two, which is which is a good sign for him. Great. Um, another guy I liked was uh, Cyprian Hyde from Vista, 6'8", uh, good hands, pretty skilled, uh, needs to add some weight to his frame because he's pretty he's pretty thin right now, but he's mobile, plays hard. Those are you know, all very good things for a young big to, to have, right? Yep, definitely. Uh, Ty Handler, a six-foot shooting guard from La Costa Canyon, uh, catch-and-shoot guy who just knocked down shooter if, if you leave him open. Uh, and then Jurian Dixon, uh, Tuck has Jurian Dixon. He's obviously been kind of a big name on the middle school circuit for a while already. Plays for Team Why Not. Um, and he's got, you know, all the tools you look for in kind of a combo guard, uh, wing kind of guy. But um, uh, he, he's got a lot of a lot of talent behind yeah, him. Yeah, Jurian Dixon. He's one to watch. Moving to the... 2022 select game. Um, let me check the MVPs on this one, Ronnie. Uh, I tweeted yeah. them out, but I mean, you know, I think this is when so I many started guys, sw- This might when you started strolling in. Yeah, uh, I like Braden. Uh, it was uh, Rancho Bernardo, uh, not Rancho Bernardo. He transferred. Tra- checked into Del Norte. Uh, Benji Nudo. He was at my camp as well. He's just, 
he he's a, a little white dude, right, with like blonde hair and wearing one of those you know headbands that kids like to wear these days. Looks like yeah. Karate Kid, but he's <laughs> dude. This guy scores. <laughs> he dude. He literally like you can't keep him in front because he's super shifty and he's just super confident. I like the way he plays. I like the way he carries himself. Uh, real nice player. Uh, I liked uh, Owen Isaacson, good shooter from San Diego. Uh, Tino Med Medovic Medovic I think he, he, he hopefully he's still at Rancho Bernardo Aaron and the younger group had you know some some high schools that kids left recently and Got weren't updated but uh, he's supposed to be at Rancho Bernardo good all around player too um, those are the guys who stood out to me in, in that game in the 2022 select game and Jesse Snyder is a nice player at Rancho Buena Vista got it moving to 2022 cream game these are uh, sophomore Sophomores right now, Devin Arlington, you know, we, we've talked about him a lot. Uh, Evan Record, Max Ralston was good. Um, Alexis Marmolejos, who plays at Army-Navy. Ronnie, you like him a lot. We've seen yeah. him in the summer, explosive he athlete. He displayed speed in this yeah. game. I like James Hapgood from La Jolla Country Day, kind of a jack-of-all-trades player. He does a little bit of everything. He can score when he needs to, but uh, he's a guy who you know, rebounds on both sides of the floor, You know, really good on-ball defender. Uh, makes good passes, makes good reads, whether it's in transition or, or pick and roll, things like that. I like him. Um, Anthony Scott, he's the younger brother of uh, Andre Scott, who was at Mission Bay. He moved over to Torrey Pines, and he's got great size. He's 6'5". Blocking shots six, in that six. game. Yeah, blocking shots. A nice um, ability. He, he still needs to kind of extend his range to the three-point line and get his offensive package together, but he, he's got a nice frame and good long-term potential. Uh, Rami Anglo from Mission Bay, uh, he's a real long, thin, rail-thin player, but uh, I like his motor. He played really hard throughout the, the whole event, the whole game. Uh, he, he was good. Uh, Daniel Amiya from Balboa School, big, bruising, 6'7", power forward center. Um, he, he showed some toughness uh, and a little bit of back-to-basket skill. You know, kind of, kind of be able to get the ball and make a move, and sc- one move and score. Uh, that's important for young big men. And then Jacob Baba uh, from San Marcos, uh, Another big six yeah, five brewer. He, he he's solid. played hard. Yeah, I thought he was. Solid. He just played hard, rebounded, ran the floor, you know, did all the little things that big men are supposed to do, and was productive. And yep, that's very important. And I, I think one of the guys here, um, two guys here who I liked long term, uh, Vincent Bertolucci from Santa Fe Christian. Uh, he, he went up and tried to dunk on somebody. He was about like three inches short from the dunk. He's a six six-ish wing yeah real rail thin you know has a little ways to go as far as athleticism and his body goes but it was you know i, I like that he tried it you yeah. know i like that he tried to put somebody in the rim a uh, good shooter and then donovan saunders uh good from slasher. cathedral catholic good slasher finisher uh i, th- I think he was one of the better on-ball defenders uh, on the wing in that game yeah he stood out to me in that game along uh i thought that uh justin white from mission hills had a couple yeah, nice the, moves. He played yeah, pretty well. The, le- the lefty from Mission Hills and his brother, Jaden White, uh, is also a nice prospect as well. His twin brother. Interesting. Yeah. Moving to the 2021 select game, Ronnie. Um, I thought DM and DJ Sanders were good. Brothers from Bonita Vista. Um, Wesley Clarkson, a good catch and shooter from University City. Um, who else did I like in this one? Who else? Anyone, yeah, I think this is the game that like that where the talent level between the two games was a very uh, it was very yeah. Yeah, yeah very uh, you noticeable. Tell. Yeah, you know, because obviously, as we mentioned earlier in the show, the cream game is for the who Aaron deems is the better 
players of that class, and the select game is the, for the guys who are trying to make a name for themselves a yeah. bit, work themselves up, you know, to be one of the some of the better players in the county. The guy, yeah, guys who I noticed in this one were the two guys I mentioned, um, the Sanders, Sanders and uh, Clarkson. Clarkson was at my camp, really good shooter. Uh, Jack Norbum from uh, La Costa Canyon is also kind of a, a serviceable wing uh, rebounder. You know, finish through contact, get to the line. Uh, you know, make things happen, give his team second chance opportunities. So those are the three guys who stood out to me in this one. Yep. Yeah. I, I again, I'm with you on that. They, those are three, four players that trying to get themselves known. Um, because again, there was a big dis- discrepancy between the two games for that particular class, two twenty one, which is yeah, and John incoming Pierce, junior. John Pearson from Canyon Crest was the MVP of of that game. So nice, nice job for John Pearson. Nice accolades. Aaron does a nice job with the MVPs too. He doesn't take into account names or anything like that. If you played well he'd in that game, a, he's going to give you recognition. Yep. Uh, moving to the twenty twenty one cream game, uh, Ryan. These are guys what we've seen a lot of recently. Um, you know, we always talk about guys like Chris Howell, no. Darian Carter Hollinger, correct. Uh, AJ Bergen, um, Obina, Anyanwu from Cathedral Catholic, uh, Trevin Martin from Santa Fe Christian. Keaton Smith, Santa Fe Christian. The other kid, Hayden Gray, also from Santa Fe Christian. Good players. Yeah, we we we've we've discussed them before in various yeah, tournaments. Yeah, so I want to kind of talk about other guys that that stood out to me. Nico Meza uh, from uh, he's at Foothills Christian. Uh, real nice all around player. Uh, about six three, six four. Good shooter. You know, makes things happen. Good attitude. I like the way he played. Played with a high motor. Yeah, I thought um, he did Al- a very good job. Alexander Crawford from East Lake. Rangy guy, pushing six six. Uh, Good pick and roll guy, finish around the basket. I liked him a lot, and he could stretch to the three point range. Anyone else stand out to you in this game, Ronnie? DJ Ralston yeah. was the guy who I liked too. Yeah, you mentioned a couple of the guys I liked. I liked, uh, you know, Trevon Martin from Santa Fe Christian. I thought he did well. Um, Wayne McKinney uh, had a couple of plays that I thought were very well. A six footer from Coronado. Yeah, he, he transferred down from a school in Oregon. Got it. Yeah. And is he, this is first going to be his first year at Coronado? Correct. Yeah, he's a good player. Uh, I keep want to see more of him. Smaller, explosive guard. Yeah, good pull up jump shooter. Yeah, I like I like Wayne McKinney. He yeah, he played with that Coastal Elite team, uh, the last couple summers, and he's he's uh, always caught my eye whenever I see them play. And it, and it, it reminds me of some of these names. They moved up to the to the cream of the cream game, and we'll talk yeah. about in a minute. Yeah. So as we go over to um, let's two twenty uh, cream. Another guy game. before we jump over another guy yeah. in that twenty twenty one game who didn't play in the main game was Donovan Cox. From Linfield Christian, he was at Rancho Christian for his first two seasons, uh, but a big time shooter when he has his feet set and he's wide open. I mean, he, he's going to knock it down. I liked him a lot. And Jimmy Maddox was another guy who stood out to me in that game. Luke Turner didn't wasn't able to stay around for the the uh, cream of the cream game, but Got it. you know Luke Turner, we've we've, we've talked, talked about, about him, and tweeted about yeah, him plenty he, of times. He's been to the NCAA Academy, did well there. Luke um, also went to another event that was kind of out of his way. Did he go to your event or did he go? No, to he didn't go to my event. I'm not sure he where. Went he went Luke, to NC Academy. Yeah, Luke's and he dad's went a good around. dude. Luke's yeah. dad, he puts him out there. and Yeah, he might have went to one of Dino's showcases. But anyway, he's gotten his, his, himself out there. Obviously, he's not the first guy you talk about in the high school season. When you when you talk about last year, the Mobleys, obviously they're going to be brought up you know, prominently. But he had a big role in that, on that team and it had some big moments. So he... he for another, for them to be at the same level or near the same level without Isaiah, who's now at USC, he's going to have to have a big season. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Moving to the 2020. So Aaron switched it so that the 2020 cream games could yeah. have one game rest before the main game. Um, sure. So the 2020 cream game was after the 2021 cream game. Normally it's a select game. Um, hopefully you're following that okay at home. But uh, the 
MVP in that was Chibuzo Agbo heading to Texas Tech and Bryson Stevens from Rancho Christian, an explosive guard. We've talked about those guys plenty, Ronnie. Any guys in this game who you didn't know uh, kind of pop off the page to you? Um, maybe that I didn't know, but I didn't. I got a good read from them was Jalen Nelson. I thought he did well from Carlsbad. I'm not sure if he played in the top game. Uh, he did, yeah. You know, he, he did well. And again, I might be, some of my memory might be from the top game as well as I talk about these guys. You know, I'm trying to think of a guy who maybe, um, you know, I knew less about or, or, I think, or didn't uh, know. Maybe Deshaun Cooper. But again, Deshaun played, Cooper, yeah, he played in the top game. game. He played in the top game. But he did, I thought, whoa, where's this guy from? And he did really well Yep, from Balboa School. Um, Emmett you know, Neal Jr. played in the top game, but he's a, a sleeper prospect, plays at Balboa, kind of a throwback feel to his game, a big body wing, uh, can, you know, hit a pull-up jumper, but can also get to the basket, and pretty good two-footed athlete, real strong. Yeah, I like his kid. game. Um, Adam Sevier from, uh, or is it Sevier? I'm not sure Sevier. how you pronounce it. Yep, yeah. from Poway. Uh, smaller guard, I think he's about 5'7", five, 5'8", five, uh-huh. um, but I think he's got some NAI ability. Real fast, uh, confident with the ball in his hands, uh, pushes the pace, but uh, isn't really too out of control at times. Um, and he can hit a, hit a nice pull-up jump shot, too. It's, he's got a balanced jumper. Um, let's move over to the 2020 Select game. The MVP was Tommy Griffiths from La Costa Canyon. And I believe Tommy was the 6'6 bruiser, the guy who just yeah. kind of threw his weight around in the paint, and no one could really stop him. No one could f- deal with his physicality in the paint. Uh, I remember that game being yeah. physical, but yeah. I don't know if it was because... They were just beating the shit out of each, each other. other. <laughs> because maybe there was not a lot of good, like jump shooting or finishing so they were rebounding but those dudes were going at each other yeah, that yeah. was one of the games that Maybe i was, was like the damn defense. there might be a fight in this one yeah, yeah. defense because i said man they're not hitting a lot of shots i remember a lot of offensive rebounds and obviously tommy was one of the guys uh grabbing those offensive rebounds um obviously these are guys that are going to be seniors so they're they want to make a big contribution to their high school team this year whereas we talk about some of these younger guys even though they might have stood in their game, they may not be the you know the go-to or leading players for their high school team as we go into the season. Yeah, a couple of guys in this one who uh, kind of jumped off the court to me: Cade Rayleigh, a shooter from Foothills Christian, six-two, good size. Uh, obviously, I'm a, I'm a guy who likes a good three-point shooter. Sure. Uh, balance, you know, straight up, straight down, land in the same spot you took off from. Good shooter. Um, Cade Windham, a six-six forward from Vista, rim runner, uh, had a couple dunks, uh, good motor. All important things for a high school big man to have, and that's what he does. Um, Jacob Slaughter, and kind of an undersized 3-4, but plays really hard. Uh, you know, fills the lane wide in transition, finishes around the basket. I liked him a lot. Um, Joel Calhoun from Fallbrook. Me and uh, Ryan Smith, the Fallbrook head coach, were telling Joel before the game, it's like, hey, we'll get you a pizza <laughs> if you shoot every time you touch the ball. Good <laughs> thing for he Joel, do? he didn't listen. He played basketball the right way, so I respected that from him. Um, but Fallbrook had a had a rough season last year, Ronnie. They, sure. they won one game. Wow. Um, but Coach Smith is excited about his group. He's got a bunch of returners and you know guys who are, are getting in the gym and getting better. And Joel Calhoun's going to lead the charge for for Fallbrook this year. And I thought he did a good job in that game. Um, who else did I like in this one, Ronnie? Uh, Gabe Pennington from Scripps Ranch, six uh, one guard, kind of just no BS to his game, just played hard and made plays and and deandre allison from o'farrell uh athletic slasher uh, good feel with the ball in his hands and uh i saw him over the summer and i asked aaron about him and uh he, he's a nice player good I'm, I'm i'm i hope to see Pennington allison good things from them this season for their high school teams obviously these guys in the second 220 group are kind of fighting to get some college recognition yeah, get some recognition but again yeah. it's it's a good way to 
be seen yeah. by we'll we'll finish off with you know why this is important to have yeah. events in these areas and have events with you know not the you know best players in the area who are already getting all the coverage. But uh, let's move to the final game, the Creme de la Creme. Yeah. I feel yeah. like I'm in a French restaurant ordering like uh, scone. Do, are scones French? Scones? Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't, we got to ask our guy I'm here. struggling right now. I'm, it's so hot in here. It's, I have no idea what's going on. But uh, Creme de la Creme game MVP was Jale O'Keefe from um, Foothills Christian. Yeah. We've seen him plenty, Ronnie. Yeah, he did um, a good job. But what 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 did you like about his game in that final game? Um, what I liked about his game is he scored. He scored efficiently. Yep, he did. Um, the game was close, and he got in a shift. I believe this was in the second half, where he had 15 points. So he had three threes and then three buckets. And it kind of stretched the game from a seven-point game to like uh, 16, 17 Yeah, his point performance, game. his performance in, in that, that game reminded me of what Keith did to you in the Bay Rose yeah, LA. Yeah. Keith Dinwiddie. <laughs> yeah. It was very similar. It was. Three threes and good shots, and he was explosive. He just really got hot in the second half, but they were within rhythm, and it was it was his, the teammates yeah. were cheering for him. That's what right. What I liked about the, this game is that the, the, the other guys were cheering on the bench for the guys that were in the game. And Brandon Angel, who's one of the high, most highly recruited players out of like out of san diego right now yeah. in this class i mean he was passing up wide open looks which I mean, that's what he does he's a catch and shoot guy not at yeah. six eight to you know throw a little shovel pass to jalet who was hot yeah and people were like telling brandon shoot it shoot it and he's, he's like no he's hot. He's, he's hot he's hit four straight i'm gonna yeah. keep giving him the ball and that was good to see yep uh, i like nico meza yeah, he played well again uh, he hit some deep jumpers um you know this Big kid inside, and he has some work to do, but he, I, I got a good look at him, Daniel. Uh, Amaya. Amaya yeah. from Balboa School, you know, stood out for me. And obviously, uh, this kid's going to get a lot of publicity. He um, needs to, you know, he's going to keep developing, but people are going to be talking about a lot. Mikey Williams, he had a Who? couple explosive plays. Just kidding. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> from San Ysidro. Mikey, well, yeah, and he was, you know what, and, you know, it, it was good to see Mikey play against the older group. The older group, and, I mean, he played extremely well. Yeah, I mean, he explosively, he's as explosive as anybody in this group in any class. Yeah, he's on. he was on a different level athletically he, than most of the guys in this game. Yeah, he just explodes baseline, and he gets to the rim. And everybody like, oh, you know, the people, they love to see that. San Diego, San Diego fans, fans love that. seeing dunks, man. Yeah, They're they just love like, seeing oh the high, yeah, the God. high, the high, uh, high, high flyers. flyers. Yeah. So Mikey, you know, uh, the rest of his game, he continues to work on it. You know, he's, obviously his jumpers are going to be something he needs to work on to – and again, we're speaking about him being in the group of the top players nationally in that in, class. In we're not talking country, about right. scoring a couple baskets for for Tuck in, in a league game. We're He's going to score about plenty of baskets for Tuck, Tuck in league yeah. games. Yeah, we're just talking about him overall down the line. So, you know, what do you think about that, Devin? Well, let's talk a little bit more about other guys, and we'll come back to Mikey in a little yeah. bit. Um, you seen Graham? I thought had a great energy. Yep. He does what he normally does. Yasin was play. Yasin was vying for yeah. the uh, the yeah. 2020 Cream Game MVP, and I yeah. said, "Yasin, did you win the game?" Yeah. He said, "No, we lost." I'm like, "Okay." Yeah, it's funny. Yeah, go he's, win, he's go win the other one. Yeah, yeah, he's he a competitor. Is. I like Yasin. He's a good so kid. He makes people either foul him or like commit to him. Yeah, and, and then, then he makes he, the right and then he read with the dishes pass. it or he tries to finish it himself. So he puts a lot of pressure on defenses with by doing that. Um, you know, AJ Bergen was uh, who. AJ was making a couple <laughs> plays, you know, didn't shoot it as well as he wanted to overall. In the first oh, game, he wasn't good. good. Yeah. I mean, be real. Yeah. He yeah. wasn't. In the second game, yeah. he was very good. Yeah, I mean, he stepped up his intensity. Yeah. Again, these guys were unselfish, so they were not like they were trying to take bad shots to me. Right. Was, this was a good game, uh, unlike some other games we, we see in the summer and in the fall and whatnot. 
Um, Noah Fields did a couple things. I, I thought I, I saw him do a couple things, whether it's finishing, getting a rebound, leaping over somebody. He's a, uh, he's a nice player. He's Trevon underrated. Martin had the follow dunk. That yeah, that was nice. Everybody was oh, like you said, like that white kid can jump like that. He, yeah, he's he's a he's a big time athlete. Um, we were making fun of him though because he has a he has a negative wingspan. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron has has Trent Suzuki there who does yeah. a lot of strength training for a lot of the kids um, in San Diego and up into Temecula area. Okay. Um, and he was Trent's doing, well known. Yeah, yeah, Trent's a good dude, real nice guy. Um. And he was doing measurements and vertical, and Trevor Martin has a six one wingspan. <laughs> He's six three, like pushing six four. That's funny. So his new nickname is Alligator Arms. Alligator Arms. That's funny. With Trent, you know, well known for uh, kind of working with Chase Buttinger, who's a pro beach volleyball player, who's a McDonald's All American. He's the MVP of the McDonald's All American yeah. game, I think. Went to Arizona. Yeah, uh, had played in the M- for a while in the NBA. He went to La Costa Canyon. That's when I knew Trent from. You know, twelve. 13 years ago, and obviously he's working with a lot of kids too. Kind of what we talked about a few weeks ago on the pod uh, with your guy here from Orange County to get their body right. No, uh, yeah, from you know, Drew Marcos. Yeah, yeah, Drew Marcos to, you know, rest, recover, core, all the things that players need. And he, he he's working with Chris Howell. And yeah, I'm not sure if you saw that last dunk from Chris Howell. Yeah. Well, in that lob, and he got up and he, he cocked that yeah, thing back one hand. In the game. I, that was, uh, that's intriguing for, from Chris because Chris wasn't always a high flyer like that. Got it. So he's. Um, I think he's whatever he's working on with Trent. Um, that's getting your body it's working. Right, yeah. I mean, it's working. Yep. Leaning down, whether it's getting your um, you know explosiveness, even in, like you said, improve a five inch vert to a ten. Right. Yeah. You know, you know five in, meaning improve by five, five inches. More, yeah. Yeah. You know that that's a big help for all these players. So, um, you know, besides the Mike, besides Mikey, there's not a player that's just, oh, God, he's just so athletically gifted. Good. Just naturally. Just naturally. Yeah. No, these, these guys, and for this particular group of players in San Diego, they're, they're going to have to work for everything they get, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, and there's nothing wrong with that. No. And we like to see that, and they did. And so kudos that, to them. That's what Aaron does. He, he and provides an Yeah, Aaron provides the, a platform or opportunity for these guys to continue to get exposure, continue to get better, and can compete, and we're glad we saw that in all three areas. So back back to the the thing with Mikey, we got Bronny coming in to Sierra Can. We talked about it a little bit at the beginning of the show. Uh, like, what happens there, Devin? Are these guys going to be bigger than as big or bigger than than Mello, uh, in terms of publicity, or is things going to change over time? I mean, obviously with Bronny with his That's father, really to tell. you know, what do you think there? Obviously, Mikey's got a lot of potential, and 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 um, he's not in the same boat, obviously, as. Uh, LeBron, but his father did play college basketball. He does know the ropes. Malon Williams played at uh, U.S. International. I think that's closed down now. The school down in San Diego. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, what's your spill there? What's your take there? Just in general, obviously. I mean, the coverage is going to be absolutely insane. insane. It already is. It already right? is. I mean, Mikey okay. has uh, basically his own camera crew following him wherever he goes, right? Got it. Um, and that's 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 great. That's what the the family wants you to know do. Yeah. to do and have that that kind of publicity. Uh, that's great. I think. Bronny will be on a whole different level because of the school he's playing at. Sure. Uh, he's playing at Sierra Canyon. Yeah. Uh, you know, with all those other guys we mentioned earlier, all those five stars. And his, his dad's LeBron James, potentially so the greatest it, player ever to play the game. Yeah, so that makes a, that makes a difference. And that makes, especially like you said, we're going to be talking about it in the future weeks, but there's going to be like some unprecedented coverage this year for high school ball in the area. So 
that should be good. Um, yeah, it'll be very interesting. Off the top, or or either one of them going to be bigger than Mallow? I would say Bronny probably will be just because of the notoriety. Here's the thing: played. it's Mallow's big. It's hard to tell because yeah. it's hard to tell. Mallow, if you remember Ronnie, Ronnie back going yeah. to you know when Mellow was playing as an eleven year old on yeah. QJZ playing seventeens, people hated Mellow. They didn't yeah. like his game. Yeah, they didn't think the he was good. Shot. They had that he funny had the funny shot. shot. He took yeah. he took a lot of bad shots. People didn't yeah. think Mello was good. You know what I mean? And and <laughs> I figured he was gonna be pretty. I got no, what you're saying, but other yeah. people didn't think Mello was good. No, they thought it was a bit of a, a uh, what do you call it? A gimmick. A gimmick. Yeah. So th- that's what that's where it's different. They, yeah. People didn't think Mello was good at basketball. People yeah. didn't think Jello and Lonzo were good at basketball. Yeah. Um, they thought it was a whole gimmick. Yeah. With Bronny and Mikey, everyone's like, "Oh shit, these guys are good at basketball," and they're right. Yeah. Yeah, they are right. They're good at basketball. Yeah, Bronny's very good, but it's different now. Heady player, yeah, because Melo, all of a sudden, things that we saw his freshman year at Chino Hills, yeah. and even as an eleven-year-old playing seventeens, Melo had game. Yeah, he was a great Real passer. Game. Yeah, he had crazy ball handling ability. He got by people and had crazy finishing because he was five four and had to finish over you know six ten guys going to Kansas State or whatever. Yeah, yeah. at that time, Division yeah. so One high you, major guy. You look at him and you're like, okay, Lonzo's pushing six five six six right now. And you look at Tina, you're like, this guy's gonna she's be six, six foot. Six. Yeah, this guy's gonna be six six. Yeah, and now he's maybe more than that. He's like six, six seven, seven, and he's a point guard yeah. who can shoot and do, do everything. Now, now people are like, now oh he's my more God. square. Yeah, he's more square now, and he's more he's just, balanced. He's just older. He, but he's he's only he just turned eighteen like yeah. a couple weeks ago. Yeah, and that's the crazy that, thing. Yeah, he's that big of a, a player that the, has that ability. Yeah, the people who he's gonna probably he's gonna be a first round pick and. <laughs> And we're going to talk about, I'm sure, many times the between thing- leading now and next year. He's going to, we're going to break down his game. How are we going to break down his game? Is he going to, are we going to see a lot of film of his games in, in yeah. Australia? Yeah. How's he going to compare to our guy, RJ Hampton? How's he going to compare to like a college point guard? Right. right. Yeah. That's going to be, that's going to be fun to do. Yeah. But again, going back to, you know, Mello being a prospect, the people who didn't think Mello was going to be uh, a high major or NBA yeah. prospect. Back when he was an eleven-year-old, yeah, uh, you know, or even when he was a sophomore at Chino Hills, yeah, uh, we're just disliking Melo because of Lavar and the whole and the whole abil- uh, publicity, publicity, the gimmick, all that stuff. Yeah, if you really just sat there and took all that out of it and watched that kid play really? basketball, you'd be like, oh, yeah, this is a no-brainer. And like it's an you absolute said, no-brainer. And the the best game he played was the game they lost the streak on. Against yeah. Oakill, you said this guy's gonna be a big time, big remember, time player. Remember when he did that rip and yeah, yeah, yeah. and lost Lindell Wiggington? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. what else do you, you need to see? That was all you needed to see. Yeah, that was a high level game. And he was, and then he was only like five, ten, five, eleven at that time. Yeah, he was. That was a high level game. He was like fifteen years old. And it's funny that because that's the game they lost the streak at. Right, sixty games in a row, six, six less than um, the Compton team from sixty eight and sixty nine that still has the state record. Uh, probably in the future pod, we're going to get uh, the Compton team made a documentary, Devin, that uh, I had a little part in, and it's going to be out. That uh, Hopefully, we can get uh, the the film's uh, creator and producer on, okay. talk a little bit about it. Yeah, I'm in. I'm it's in out it. there. Yeah, you know, very good, interesting, historical point. You know, I like the history stuff, and it's, it's relevant because when it comes out, they're going to... Obviously, it got a lot of... Pub- it got more publicity because Chino Hills went on that streak. Mm-hmm. And I remember I, we were at... Um, at uh, Wayne Moreno's uh, Marancho Mirage tournament. And I said, "Well, this is how the streak's gonna go if they win every game, and yeah. it's gonna get to that sixty in the playoffs, and um, you know, north near the playoffs, and they have a chance to break 
the 66 in the playoffs, but they never got there. Because of the O'Kill game and Nike traffic game. And then we had that monster game in the playoffs where they lost uh, Mallow's sophomore year. It was the modern day at Galen Center, right? At the Galen Center, yep. So, you know, that was kind of a big game. We'll see if if the Sierra Canyon produces anything like that. You know, be very interesting to see just in terms of interest. Uh, just this year they're going to oh, have a great interest. Yes, yeah, you know. I mean, any game, gonna... any game at a Sierra Canyon game is going to be just bananas. It's going to be lines at the door. Uh, it's going to be similar to yeah. that that Chino Hills. I mean, remember when yeah. when Chino Hills was on that thirty-five and zero streak, yeah. the thirty-five and zero season, season, Ronnie. Yeah. I mean, people had to get there two to three yeah. hours early. Yeah. And we had to contact athletic directors to open the side door so we didn't mm. have to wait in lines, things like that. You yeah. Know what I mean? Yeah. The That's media. what it's going to be. It's going to be just like that. Maybe even worse. Might be worse. It might be worse. Might be with the it might be of, great for the, the great or worse, depending on how you look at there's it. There's more camera people now. There's yeah. more people with taking whether it's photos or whether yeah. it's videos. There's way more camera people now than there even was when Chino Hills was even had four its or five run. years ago. Yeah, yeah. way more camera. So it's gonna be it's gonna be uh, uh, as I like to say, Ronnie. It's gonna be a shit show. It's gonna yeah. be fun. It'll be fun to watch. You know, obviously great players on the same teams. Always gonna be fun to watch and people trying to go at them. Yeah, but it's gonna be a shit show. Yeah. And hopefully we get our first look at the shit show on October 5th at uh, Katani's Fall League, Rolling Hills Prep Fall League at Cal State College. LA. I think no, it's at Cal State LA now. Is Cal State LA? I think so. Okay. Um, but that's, Fall Leagues are coming up. Obviously, we, we, we've talked about that before. We got some events coming up. Pangles Fresh Soft, the 21st, 22nd, I believe, of September, uh, winging in the, the new month. So pay your rent, guys out there. Pay your mortgage. We just hit the first. That's kind of always a bummer. Oh, yeah. My, my fiancé sent me a Venmo request this morning for our rent, and I'm like, what, you think I'm not going to pay the rent? <laughs> yeah, just because it's Sunday? Yeah, it's Sunday. I'm going to pay the rent. Give me a damn break. It was like 7 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, bing! Yeah. <laughs> God, what am, I, what am I doing here? So that's interesting. So yeah, but that's a couple topics we, we want to touch upon in the future is some of these documentaries that have come out and are coming out and um, also talk about... Let, I want to talk about one of these upcoming episodes. Talk about the evolution of the cameras and the mixtapes. Get our guy Otic on here and a couple other Otic guys. Otic hasn't been in the office for like five months. We'll yeah, get, we'll he's get, just on the road. We'll get Emrod on. Yeah, Otic, well, Otic's too busy filming. He, yeah, that dude's insane. Yeah, they've been filming a lot. Him, so and, him out, and Brandon are crazy. Yeah, shout out to the guys filming, the guys that filmed at Bay versus LA. You know, Otic, Brandon... Uh, there's other guys. Alex Carmen. Alex Carmen out there. We got our guy Scott in Chicago. Tanner, Tanner and Taylor. Tanner and Taylor, who who are local. Bums. Tanner and Taylor, Tanner guys. Taylor. <laughs> they produce games. They do a lot. Oh yeah, they they're they're talented dudes. They do. They you probably working a football game this past week producing. Yeah. And um, you know, we'll get a, those couple uh, various topics here in the few future. Obviously, we'll be talking about the events we're going to, but we're gonna also tackle some broad topics. You know, uh, in the coming months here in the fall before the season kicks off, I can't believe we. I'm already gearing up for the the Se- Fab Fifty Ronnie, and it's the September. preseason. It's yeah, September, dude. October will be here. Absolutely fa- insane. Yeah, October will be here fast. Preseason stuff. Uh, thanks to the coaches that support us, that support the Fab Fifty, support the pod. Uh, we're about to close that shop on another episode. Yep. And um, let's yeah. close it up so we can go get some fresh yeah. air. Yeah. So close it. Close but, it up. Uh, yeah. So we have. The podcast available on all different platforms, whether it's iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify. Uh, do us a favor. If you like what you hear, go on to iTunes and give us a subscribe. It's the Ball is Life Podcast Network. Um, 
any of those clicks and likes and reviews are welcome and they help make sure it's a five-star review and make sure you put some real nice comments for us but uh until next week is ronnie flores and devin uglin signing off